Welcome to the Making Lideres Move podcast, the show that brings you powerhouse Latinas together to discuss the challenges our comunidades are facing and the moves they are taking to prioritize joy in their careers. Spoiler alert, but also no surprise here, they usually found joy within their within their comunidades that they built for themselves. Hola, my name is Joana Rosales, your host here at Making Lideres Move. And I'm so excited to be here with you all. On today's show, we are going to talk about well-being con mi amiga, my soul sister, mi hermana de la alma, Angeli. She's the owner and founder of Manifest House, a virtual well-being space. Manifest House is a community where, in her words, is a place to come back home to yourself. Oh, Angeli, that sentence alone is just so powerful. Uh, she empowers Latinas, women of color, femmes, and allies to reach their extraordinary selves through meaning, through meaningful transformation by helping them embrace their spiritual and well-being journey, empowering women to expand their potential and thrive through self-care engagement. Hola, Angeli, my dear soul sister, and welcome to Making Lider Moves. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, I know I spilled the tea on who you are, but tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you ended up in the well-being sector. Was this your original plan to begin with? Oh, where to begin? <laughs> First, Giovanna, thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be here. As always, I'm, I always love talking to you. We could talk for hours. Um, I know that's right. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like, all right, let's uh, keep our eye on the time. <laughs> but so, you know, no. So to answer your question, I had no idea that my path would lead me here. Um, really where my journey began, long story short, you know, and how Manifest House came to life and kind of how I stepped into this work was through my own personal experience. So like many of us, my journey is what um, sparked the idea to create what I wish existed. Um, so, you know, I kind of started out on more of the traditional path. I um, went to college. I decided to, you know, get a business degree and go after a corporate job because I wanted you know, at the time, that security, that money, um, and just, you know, thought that that was going to be the way that I was going to make something of myself and provide for myself and then my family. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're brought into. That's like what we're trained to do since the beginning. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I followed that path and I very quickly realized that it was not for me. So I'm talking within like six months of my first job after school, after um, college. I knew in my heart and my soul that I was in the wrong place. Um, and yet, right, I <laughs> continued to walk those steps. And even though I was hearing my intuition and trusting that that she was right it, there was a lot of fear holding me back and I didn't know you know what that would look like um then at the same time I began to become aware of just how much I had been suppressing my own emotions um stories from my past you know 
just my life up into that point and um, experiences, trauma, all of that. And it kind of, to be honest, kind of all came to a head, like together at the same time I was having a lot of, there was like a lot of health issues in my family all at once. Right. And so it was like so much pressure that I was feeling and um, also being in this like really toxic work environment where, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't laying out boundaries. I wasn't following my intuition. I literally felt it in my body. So I was having panic attacks. I was experiencing anxiety every single day. I remember walking into the building where I worked and, and like feeling my body immediately tense up. Right. Did you know, did you know that you were having panicking and anxiety attacks because of that? Because for example, the first time that that had happened to me, I remember I had gone to the doctor for like my regular checkup and they had asked me like, oh, okay, so how are you doing? And I explained to them what had happened to me. And he was like, yeah, you had a panic attack. And I was like, uh, no, first of all, I don't even know what that is. Second of all, I don't think right. so. And I kept on like talking and he, thank God, like he was, you know, he like was trying to do what he needed to do. And he stopped me and he was like, no, that is a, that is what you call a panic attack. And then he had to kind right. of like, tell me what, where it entails, where it stemmed from. Um, because that wasn't spoken no. about in my house or in my culture. No. Um, and no one knew about it. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It was like, Oh, okay. You're fine. Go, go. You're fine. Like go pick yourself up. Stop crying. Right. Stop being a baby. You're fine. You have food. You're good. So, um, no, absolutely. And, and no, I didn't know at the time that that's what it was. Um, it wasn't until later that I realized just how bad it was what I was going through. So, um, yeah. So again, it, I hit this place of like really just this really low point that went on for some time in my life. And, um, it was through, through that, that I finally decided, okay, I'm ready to ask for help. Like I need help. Right. I can't keep living like this. We know that there's more to life than feeling this way. And I, I want to have the tools to be able to, to process and move through it. And so I went to, I started going to therapy and, um, that really changed my life in the best way. And it really opened up the doors to, to the work that I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. which, you know, is supporting women and femmes and um, placing the emphasis on BIPOC women. Because as I was going through my journey and, you know, starting to experience different wellness spaces, I immediately noticed that there were no people of color in the rooms and there were no people of color, you know, who were teaching and facilitating the classes. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, where is everybody? Um, so, yeah, it was uh, kind of those different pieces that helped need to shape what manifest house is today yeah which i'm 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 a member um i think i'm one of the og members if i'm not mistaken yeah you are um, and i can't like i mean we could talk about manifest house this whole podcast and <laughs> like we still wouldn't have enough time um manifest house like i mean angela i tell you this all the time that i talk to you like where would I be without you? Because I didn't even know that such spaces existed because again, it's not spoken in our culture. It's not talked about uh, therapy. You know, I still up to this day, don't know if my parents know if that, if I'm, if I'm in it um, when I told them that, you know, and we'll get into it in further detail about the women's retreat, they were just like, okay, that, that sounds cool. Um, but it was more like about, okay, so are you like, when are you coming back home? Like, when should we expect you? Not like, tell me more. What does entail? Um, yeah. 
it's it's a lot of the unknown. And I think because of the fact that they don't even know that these things exist, um, it's not talked about. And then once they do know, it's like, oh, yeah, but that's not for us. That's yeah. for everyone else, but not for us. Yeah. Um, and then like that's pretty much where the whole panic attacks or like, you know, all the anxiety pops up because you're suppressing all of this stuff. And like you said, like you felt it in your body, you felt it in your bones, um, but yet you're still pushing through because that's just what you do, you know, mm -hmm. like especially mm -hmm. in our culture. It's like, no, seguir adelante, keep moving forward. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're just, and we'll get into this, but it's like, you can you can sit down and rest. It's, it's okay. It's actually very much needed. Um, so I applaud you for like, you know, doing like realizing that that wasn't normal and that that wasn't okay. And that you did what you need to, to do. Like you knew that you needed help. And so you asked for help. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's like, that's so amazing. And that's so beautiful. Um, was there like a specific moment that you realized or was it just the whole journey throughout that you were like, this is what I want to do now? that I want to be in like well-being? Was it through the whole journey or was it like this one mm. specific moment that you were like, that, like this is what I'm going to do? That's a good question. You know, I or a little bit of both. It could be a yeah. little bit of both. Yeah. I, you know, I can't think of a specific moment. Like really, it just felt like this evolution of what I, what I was doing, what I was passionate about. And so like for more context, I actually used to have a business before Manifest House and it was, yeah, it was a side hustle um, while I was working my corporate job. And it was, it was not in the wellness space. It was still around events and community, but it was more focused on like social events, tourism type events. I was living in Seattle at the time. Okay. And so it was like, you know, bringing travelers and locals together at these like pop-up events around the city okay and, and that's that. like a cute little side hustle by the way because like seattle is really dope <laughs> exactly right but I, they, they funnel you into like the same touristy stuff and like you know there's so much more to the city so it was it was a lot of fun i oh my gosh i learned so much with that first business like i made all the mistakes i hmm. just I can't even tell you, but you know, what's interesting is when I was running that, right. And doing that, I was like, Oh, this is it. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. I want to grow this. And, um, I began, as I began to kind of like deepen in my spiritual growth, I began to, it, it felt like I was kind of like almost evolving past that or like in a different direction. And it, I didn't like, I began to just not love it as much. And I found myself like getting more excited about kind of because we would do like a handful of like wellness -esque mm -hmm. events. And so those were the ones that I was like starting to really enjoy. And I was just like craving more like meaning and like, like conversations. And so it's interesting because like that I think has played a big part in how, um, my business, you know, or just like, yeah, as an entrepreneur, the business or whatever it is that I'm doing from for work for my livelihood has evolved. Um, and so then when I moved back, we moved to Phoenix mm -hmm. and I grew up here. So it was a move back home for me. Um, and then I got laid off. Mm -hmm. COVID, that was 2020. And same boo, same. <laughs> Not <right>? a lot. <laughs> I'm like, it's not even, you know, I, I have no shame with it. And I also like, for me, it was 
an immediate full body, like, yes, like yes. I'm, this is my chance. I'm ready to like, this is mm-hmm. it. This is the sign I was waiting for to like focus on what it is that I want to build. Um, and so then it was at that point when I was like, okay, I have this opportunity to kind of start from scratch to start fresh. What is it that I want to build? And then, and you know, you know, you know Yovana being a member from the beginning, it has evolved, right? It is oh, still evolving. I mean, if you had asked me in 2020 when I started the virtual business, if I was going to be running w- women's retreats, like I would have been like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> So it's just like, I just am all about staying open and like, and I think that's like, that's such a beautiful characteristic that you have, which I feel, you know, as you grow up and you have different experiences, you tend to human beings in general, just tend to close themselves because they're, they have this fear of like being hurt again or being rejected again, or falling into, you know, you had, you had a side hustle and it was about community, but then like you started seeing what you didn't want. And so like people, you know, they, they like do a lot of blockage, whereas in turn, you're the complete opposite. You're like, I'm open to this. It is what it is. Like, I mean, and again, we'll talk about the retreat in a second, but you know, it's very go with the flow. And um, when you have someone who's like me, who's like, if it's not in the calendar, I don't know what's happening. Um, it's it's just like, it's so admirable to me because I know that's something that I am still working on every day is being present and being open um, from someone who comes from a marketing background who did events for 10 plus years and like my whole life was scheduled and planned and I mean months in advance uh so I just uh uh that's why I, that's why I love you so I'm like okay I need to learn how to be open <laughs> like take and like take a piece out of her out of her notebook because it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. so I'm just I'm glad that you have that and I'm glad that you're able to show others that that it's okay that it's fearful the first you know that and it's like a long time process but that it's it's doable it's doable and it and it's okay it can be frightening and it can be scary but it's okay it's um, always it is frightening it is scary <laughs> like it is it is there's going to be part of it i feel like for me it's been it truly has been like okay what is my in like it's that intuition practice mm-hmm. because I really believe my intuition will never steer me wrong. Mm-hmm. And so even if it doesn't make sense on paper, if I feel something in my gut, if I feel something in my body, right? My intuition telling me something's off or no, this feels really, really good. I listen to that. So even though I can't, I don't know what's gonna happen in five, 10 years, but I know I'm gonna be fine because I'm gonna listen to my intuition. <laughs> and that's easier said than done. I was going to say, I was going to ask, like, let's touch a little bit upon that because I used to get very upset when I used to work in corporate America and people would tell me, oh, just listen to your gut. And I would be like, Mm -hmm. yo, what? Like, first of all, who has the time? It's not on my calendar. It's not in my schedule. Um, But I would genuinely, like, at first, like, that was always my response, right? Like, it's not in the schedule. It's not in the agenda. Like, I can't listen to my gut. Um. But then I started realizing that I would get frustrated because I didn't understand where this gut feeling was or this instinct was. And it wasn't until I started doing the work mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to have a better well-being um, spiritually, emotionally, uh, mentally, that that started coming back. And I remember like the first time I felt that I one freaked out 
And then two, like got really teary eyed and started crying because I had suppressed that for so long with being in corporate America and having to be on schedules and timelines and deadlines um, and not having time, like not even to eat sometimes, you know, or like grabbing something quick on the go as I was like transferring trains. And so being able to find that, like you said, like it is hard. It is a process. There are times that um, that that like like today's a busy day. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, ah. Um, but being able to have that, it's not that you, it's not that you don't have it. It's just that you lose it. But it's not like you can't come back, come mm. back home, like you say, girl. Circle <laughs> <powerful> moment. <laughs> yes, Giovanna, I love that. I think what you brought up about, you know, like finding the time to just be still. Mm-hmm. It's so important because it can be so easy when we're moving so quickly through life that we just kind of fall on autopilot. Like I mm-hmm. love that using that word to describe where I was, you know, six years ago, mm-hmm. I was on autopilot. I was just going through the motions, doing what I thought I had to do to then be happy one day. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm doing all this now so that one day I can I can live the life I want to live. And then what I came to realize was like, all we have is this moment right here, right now. Mm. And I began to like, just start living a little bit more in the present moment. And that has like really shifted things for me and has allowed, yeah, to your point, allowed me to be more in tune with what my intuition is telling me. So yeah, I love that, that you mentioned that about just, that stillness and like, like, yeah, I mean, it took, it took me, like, I didn't start getting that feeling back until about like a year into the pandemic. I think so it took, it took a long time for me to, to get it back. So, you know, if you don't feel that you have a gut feeling or intuition, what I'm trying to say is don't be hard on yourself. You have Mm -hmm. it. It's just you, you know, I, I was forced to take the time because I got laid off, but, you know, just trying to stand still for a few minutes or for a few moments during the day and just doing that repetitively, I think will definitely help anyone out there who is trying to find their gut feeling or intuition. Yeah. Um, so you touched on, you know, the, re- the one of the main reasons why you brought in Manifest House was because, you know, you didn't really see a lot of women of color in these spaces, in these well-being spaces, whether it was participants or whether it was instructors. Um, how hard or how easy was it for you to find these instructors that you do bring into Manifest House? Because in Manifest House, we have between two to three events a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the majority, if not all of our um, instructors are women of color um, or femmes of color. So how did that, like, how is that journey? How is that booking? Like, you know, even with the retreat, like how, how has that journey been for you? And how empowering is it for you? Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, It's been, I mean, it's integral to what I think, you know, needs to happen and like the shifts and they are starting to take place in the, the wellness space. But I just, I believe so deeply that wellness and this work is a birthright. And also it. Often, you know, many of these practices originate from communities of color, right? Amen. <laughs> so um, I think once I began, once I kind of like made that 
clear commitment mm-hmm. and statement of like, this is what, this is, a, this is our mission. Mm-hmm. The doors began to open. So it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say it was difficult to find them um, because we're out there, right? We are out there. So it's, um, in, if anything, like it definitely feels like a privilege to be able to amplify the work that so many of these amazing women are doing and the work that they're sharing. Um, and, you know, I think it matters. Like I can't even tell you how many times I've heard from members I had, I had never been to a meditation class or a yoga class or a sound healing class led by a woman of color before, never, mm-hmm. until I came to Manifest House, right? And yeah. that's just like so alarming that um, in the, you know, at least in the U.S., it's been just a, a very whitewashed industry for way too long. Mm-hmm. No, and we um, we obviously love you for that. I mean, I think I, I always like send you a DM via Instagram. I'm like, this was so great. And I felt so connected. And then there I go, like sending that instructor, like, thank you so much for this. Um, because, you know, I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel connected. And it's resonation. You know, it's like mm-hmm. our like our community. There's a lot of mm-hmm. color in there. And I know that we do have allies, but just seeing people that look like me or that they're that sound like me or that I'm not crazy going through all of these emotions and I'm not by myself. And thank you for letting me being able to lean on you and vice versa, Um, which brings me into the first retreat ever that manifest house. um, I love how you think first. Two months ago. uh, (laughs) Let's just, let's just deep, let's, deep dive into it um, because that was a life-changing experience for me. I had never Mm -hmm. been to a wellness retreat. And so for me to go into this retreat with, again, women that looked like me, all of the instructors looked like me or they resonated with me, um, the no judgment, the being able to just be ourselves, uh, the cackling, right? Uh, (laughs) So much cackling. (laughs) And you just said it. You just said like, if you would have told me in 2020, in 2020, like I'm in a leader retreat, I would have been like, y'all nuts. Like, mm-hmm. y'all wow, están locas. Mm-hmm. What made you, what was the deciding factor to be like, this is going to happen and I'm going to run with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was like the constant messages that I would get or like comments at the end of a session or something of everybody being like, okay, so this was great. We obviously appreciate being virtual, but when are you getting us together in person? Like I started hearing that so much. Like when are we going to when is when's the next meet? Like when's the meetup? When's the retreat? You know, so I was just it started kind of like coming in a lot. So I was like like maybe wait. It's almost like no choice. Yes. Um, and right. And so, you know, I, I sat with it for a little bit and it's funny because I think at first I was pretty resistant to the idea and mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, I think it was just maybe, maybe that I didn't feel qualified or worthy of leading 12 women in a wellness retreat. Like I was like, I don't, that's not me. I don't know if I'm the person to have that, um, 
right? Like, no one will, will anybody even come? Like, I don't know. Do I have that capacity? Who am I to do this? Yeah, exactly. Right. The imposter syndrome. I definitely had that. Um, but I decided to just go for it, which is something I tend, I do tend to do quite a bit is like, okay, let me just go for it. <laughs> um, and yeah. And it was, oh gosh, like it was such a just incredible experience. Also so many learnings, but I, yeah, I mean, the, just the weekend itself, I almost still do not have words to describe it. Um, I don't, and I agree with you. I was actually trying to come up with words and I couldn't come up with them in English. And I was like, okay, just think in Spanish. And there are no words. And sometimes that's okay that the, that the experience is just so magical that you're like, you feel it. I feel it. Everyone else who was there feels it. Um, and that's it. And that's okay to not have words, even though you want to have words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and what I've come to realize too, is that like, we, it's something that you embody. Like, I think that this deep transformational, you know, which to be honest, I like when I was kind of putting together my intention for the retreat, right. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but I read part of it to you guys in the opening ceremony, but like so much happened that weekend, right. <laughs> like all blur. Um, But as I was thinking about the intention, like my intention for the retreat, I had to take the pressure off of myself, honestly, of like making it a transformational experience. Because when I started thinking about that, like you have to, they have to go in this and like lives have to be changed. It's just, it was too much, right? That's a lot of to put on yourself. And so I was like, okay, I'm taking that pressure off. Um, but what I, what I almost didn't realize until that weekend was that simply by being in community, and doing that work and having those types of conversations and bringing together a group of women who are all there for the same or similar reasons mm. cannot like the magic is going to flow through the healing is going to happen and that's exactly what happened so um yeah it's just i think that you know again again the re i don't have as many words I do now I think like the first like two months after I was like I don't even know what you know I'm like I feel like I'm on a different planet but, um, <laughs> but it's definitely yeah it's something that we embody like we don't always have to be able to describe the experience to have received the medicine Ooh, I love that. That's so empowering. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Because I do remember when we first had started, you know, it was just everyone's here for their own, re like their own thing. And like, um, and you've said this sometimes too, in meditations, it's like, let letting go of the expectation, even of me as a facilitator. And I remember you saying that. And I remember being like, at the end, I was like, what was she even talking about? Like, it's not about, like everything, like everything was beyond what we had thought. But when I looked back, I was like, oh, wait, there was like one or two things that we didn't do in the itinerary. Um, and it was just because, you know, like whether it was exhaustion, like mental or just like physically. 
And yet no one was bothered by it. It wasn't like, well, we didn't do this and we signed up for this. Um, it was like, oh, so we're not going to do this. Let's just find something else to do. Um, and then some of us took it upon ourselves to go into the hot tub, which is cool. And other ones of us uh, decided <laughs> to finish a puzzle, which was cool. But I think be you showing up, being vulnerable and telling your truth, which was like, it's okay also for me as a facilitator to show up as a human being, mm-hmm. I think was very powerful. And that's what helped the community like come through for itself when facilitators or other um, like workshop mentors just could like, you know, it was their time was done or like certain people couldn't show up. Like it was like, it's okay. We can all just show up for one another. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're human. Like, yes, we forget that. We forget and, that like, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I have to remind myself all the time. No. Um. Yeah, it's like you know, and I think especially at least my perspective on retreats is that you have to be open to what is meant to come through and what is meant to happen. And I know that can be hard. I know you mentioned, you know, the calendar, there was like a couple of people who were like very, you know, have traditionally been very by their calendar. And um, like, and that's what I'm like, I speak for me, from my personal experience, like I had never been to a retreat. So when I got an itinerary, I was like, oh, I can resonate with this because it's giving me the times, the locations <laughs> of meetups, who the facilitator is. And then like when it didn't happen, one, I didn't even realize it hadn't happened. Um, Most things happened, did happen though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> there, was just, a bit off. there was just like one, that's what I'm saying. There was just like one yeah. thing. And like, I didn't even realize it until someone else had mentioned it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. because why? Because I was in community. I was with my mm-hmm. sisters, right? We were yeah. doing our own healing, which whether it was through coloring, whether it was through, you know, being in the water, whether it was through mm-hmm. doing the puzzle piece. Um, and, and that, that to me was my own learning experience. It's like, you're going into a retreat, but just because there's an itinerary, doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And that's, and sometimes that's even more magical than what's actually happening or what was supposed to happen. Right. Um, I love that, Giovanna. I love it. I love it. Did, Did you have any other moments like that where you were like, oh, like any learnings or like moments of unexpected, unexpectedness, I guess. I'm curious. I think for me, it was, um, you know, when, when I had spoken my truth and I decided to be vulnerable and like, you know, speak, speak on my piece, which, which was like, again, like that, that workshop didn't even take place because I opened up a whole brand new topic or a brand new window. Um, of discussion, I went in and I think I remember telling you this, like on our ride to the retreat, since we had to prep up before all the other women had came, I remember just being like, I know I, I know I have to heal through something. Like I went in with that intention, but I didn't realize that I needed other support to walk through the healing. I thought we were there individually coming in together Mm. and healing. 
I didn't realize it was me being vulnerable, speaking my truth, speaking my experience, and having them wash love over me, wash um, understanding over me, mm-hmm. wash support over me. And I was actually telling this to a friend of mine here, like, I didn't even know these women. Like, I didn't know these women, but the environment that you created was one of safety, uh, one of, you know, no judgment, one of everyone is okay here, made me speak up. And then everyone sharing their stories and being like, girl, like, you're not alone in this. Let me tell you what happened to me. And then let me tell you what happened to me. It made me the like the shame, the embarrassment had washed off of me, the shame that I had felt washed off of me. Um, and the, and then I, and then I remember at the end of the day, I had hope mm-hmm. after hearing their stories and their experiences that one, I wasn't alone in this, um, that it happens more than not. And two, that there is hope at the end of the day. And like, Angela, when I tell you that, like, my life has changed from that day, like, mm. it has changed, mm. girl. Like, it has changed completely. Um, mm. And so I think for me, like, that 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 moment was, like, I need to somehow give back in this way because it has helped me heal things that I that that I even through therapy that I thought I had gotten rid of and I hadn't mm-hmm. and they were still like right here on my throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all that. Oh, thank you for creating the space for me. To share. I'm gonna say I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You really did. You know, I think that. Um, everyone brings their own unique energy to the the space and to the weekend. And you really did, you know, bring so much just authentic and raw realness and vulnerability that I don't know why I did the like DJ hands while I was showing that. (laughs) What am I doing? Oh, for those of you watching the video. Um, But you really did, Giovanna, you brought just like so much openness. And what that did was like help everyone feel comfortable and ready to speak what they may be wanting to share, right? What was on their heart, maybe what they wanted to say that maybe they wouldn't have felt comfortable to otherwise. So like, I just, I really appreciate you for that. And know that that's definitely a superpower that you have. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. And like, it wasn't easy, right? Like, again, it was scary. It was fearful. Like, I do remember when I was sharing my story, I was like, my voice was shaking. I remember that. And I just remember at points, like, I had to stop because I was sobbing so hard. But yeah, I think there was just so magic that 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 took place that and so much transformation, not just for me, but just for a lot of a lot of the women that were in the group, if not all. So again, like, I just I can't thank you enough for that retreat. I already told you take my money for the second one. <laughs> and I don't like, I, I know that you hear this from me, but like, if it wasn't for you creating that type of safe space um, and having created this safe space, especially for women of color, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I would be as, as, um, as like mentally well as I, mm-hmm. as I, as I am now. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's, and that's real shit, girl. So I'm just. 
right. But also know like you did the work, right? And you are doing the work. So remember that. Like I might be helping facilitate the container for you to show up in, but you're the one making the change. Like you are putting that effort in. So give that love also some of that love to yourself. Yeah. We just two baddies out here is what I'm So here on Making Me The Moves, we love normalizing failure as um, part of the podcast. It's kind of our thing to be human. So can you tell me a recent failure that you might have gone through um, and how you kept focus on your goals? Mm, Yeah. I think one that I feels very like fresh um, because we were just talking about retreat, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel mixed feelings with the word failure because I don't really, I don't, I really truly don't look at things like that. Like I think that we have so much to learn from our quote unquote failures that it doesn't really make them a failure. It just makes them like information and a lesson, right. That we learn. Um, so one lesson that I learned at retreat was, just that I need to ask and I need to ask for more help and create more opportunities for me to be supported. And what I mean by by that is that, you know, I, you all know, knew this was my first retreat that I was running. And I, even though I had, kind of like prepared for everything logistically, right? Like I ran through, we were ready. Like we had everything, you know, to your point planned out. Um, And I think I had prepared well for all of those steps, but what I hadn't prepared for as much was just how, how much um, energy it would take to kind of like hold that space for an entire weekend for 12 women. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So um, I, yeah, like I, I left, to be honest, I left the weekend like feeling both so fulfilled and also being like, okay, I need to change some things for the next one. Like I need, I need some more support. Um, Cause mm-hmm. oftentimes like retreats will have two co- co-hosts or, you know, co facilitators you may have um teams that support that are like there on site Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just it was a lot for me I felt like really like a deep level of exhaustion and I think that's that's normal for you know after any sort of like big weekend like that but I also left feeling like okay I I get to ask for some more help Mm -hmm. right and I think that's so that's such an important thing to like, I, something that I am not good at that I'm still very much learning is like, you don't have to do it all alone. You don't, you know, you have people that can support you you just need to ask for it and be open to receiving it. So. I like that. I do. I do. I do like that because I think 
we do. We tend to be like, oh, no, we're either bothering someone or they don't have the time. But how do you know that they don't have the time if you didn't ask um, or just like that they wouldn't be open to it um, or that they actually did want to help, but they also didn't want to step on your toes. So, right, because they're just like, oh, no, like this is her, like, you know, it's her first retreat. Like, we're going to let her do her. Like, we don't know. Maybe there was all like some of us who did want to help, but we also didn't want to like take away from what you were doing. So I'm glad I'm glad that it was a great learning experience. I'm so sorry that you came out of exhaustion. I remember like a few of you were like, oh, we're so exhausted. And I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Like, I am ready to take on the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that sucks, but like let like obviously I am here to help for the next retreat as well. So yeah, and, and again, it's not even like a bad thing. And I feel like any retreat person who's hosted a retreat is going to leave feeling exhausted. Like I almost feel like that's that's just like a little bit of part of it because you're again holding space for an entire weekend or week sometimes. Um, but but it was also like equally so fulfilling and so I have no you know obviously no regrets just you know yeah. information for next time and um but yeah that that's definitely something that came to mind of like recent I was gonna say and as a facilitator it definitely has to be different because you're intaking so much so it makes sense as to why you were exhausted like you were saying yeah. Yeah. because you're taking on 12 or 11 11 to 12 um including some of those facilitators that stay behind like you're intaking all of that energy and all of that experience that they're going through in addition to yours in addition to like trying to make sure that things run smoothly and that everyone's there I, i'm getting exhausted just talking about it <laughs> yes 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 i'm glad that, that that is the learning experience um and that you will be getting more help and more support for mm -hmm. next time mm -hmm. yep <laughs> um, what communities do you find helpful to bring the stigma of speaking about well-being, whether it's mental health, um, spiritual well-being, or well-being in general within the Latina or Latino community? I know you, we have Manifest House, but are there any other um, communities that you're part of that help with that? Yeah, so there's not necessarily any communities that are focused on wellness and Latinas that I know of, like okay. that I'm a part of. I would love, I'm open, you know, I would love to have something like that. Yes, yes, I'm yeah. Um, I really, I feel like for just like community and for like growth, personal growth, um, we that have been helpful, the Mujerista, and then We All Grow Latina, those have both been like great for just like inspiration for growth, for networking. And then um, in the well-being space, like there's some accounts and things that I follow that I love. Um, so one is the NAP Ministry. Have you heard of that one? No. So that one's by Trisha Hershey. Um, she is an amazing woman who is really revolutionizing rest and what that looks like, what that really means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, rest is something that I'm constantly learning about practicing, you know, I talk a lot about it, but I'm also always so intrigued by it because it's still really hard for me to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great page that I like to follow. Um, I also like to follow Sadi Baddies. They're another one that's like Ooh. in the wellness space. Um, so yeah, those are a few that I, that I love. Um, do you know of any other ones that you want to share? 
Um, no, I actually, so the one that I obviously am close to is Manifest House, but sometimes like the facilitators are just so amazing. That I'm like, let me start following them and let me see what's going on in their community. Um, or let me see if they have their own events taking place. Um, and like, you right, because they have different pop-ups or they also go to different communities. So just seeing, just seeing that um, and having access to that through all these social media platforms, I think is amazing because I didn't have that. 10 12 years ago um like i don't remember even having that when facebook first came out so the no. fact that you know you're able to just like find these people through instagram through face and through um like TikTok, i think it's just awesome yeah well right i never i didn't i feel like i still i guess i have it right because of manifest house but like i can't think of any other um you know platforms exactly quite like it so yeah it's I love also that everybody is located all across like the U S and even Canada. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, you know, fun to start seeing like people meeting in person and having their own little meetups amongst the members. Like there was one in San Francisco, like a few weeks ago. It's just, it's really cool to see how it's like, why did I not know about this? Now I have FOMO. <laughs> I know. I know probably because you don't live in San Francisco. <laughs> But I am part of a chat with the San Francisco ladies. So I I made them up. <laughs> Why was I not invited for them? Um no, no, no. We all know that we love them. Um, and that I love them. Um so the next question that I have here is where do you find your communities um, to help support you? And that can be communities both virtually or in person. Yes. Um Definitely like my, my friend group, you know, like I have some really close friends that are always a text, a call away who I went to, who, you know, I think it's just important to like have people who you can just, they know you, you can be yourself. You don't have to like, you stay in contact regularly enough. So you, every time, you know, there are some people who you don't talk to regularly. So you have to kind of like catch them up on like your life, but you need those people that are like, oh no. Yeah, that guy who texted you the other day. Oh, I know exactly what you know what he said or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bad example, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's so, a piece, man. We're here for it as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, and then my sisters. So I have um, a bunch of sisters, and so that's um, you know that's family. Like that's family that I can really be myself with and like, like who can support me. Um, and I'm still building my community here in person, to be honest, because we moved in 2020. So, you know, it's just been kind of like a slow process. And I also think like as an adult, it's harder to really meet your authentic people. Mm. Um, I was actually just talking to a friend about this and, you know, she was saying the same thing, like she's craving different relationships and different building new friendships and everything. So I think it's really just like, you have to find, find activities and places where there may be commonality, like, or things that interest you because I, you know, that's one piece of a community of like common interests, shared values. And so um, that can, you know, that's one way I'm, I'm, for example, I just started at a new gym and I want to build community there. And I'm already getting like a really good vibe from the people. And, you know, that's, that's community. You can find community in different spaces of your life. 
Um, but I also have to give, and I also have to um, make an effort for community. Because community is not one way; it is a reciprocal relationship, um, a given. Mm, that's very powerful and very impactful. Yeah, because that is true. That is true. Sometimes, mm. sometimes we do take, 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 and forget to give, or sometimes we give, 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 and then forget to ask that we want to take. Yeah. So that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I um I used to travel like six to nine months out of the year, and then my job became obsolete in the during the pandemic in 2020. And so, and then like it was hard for us to go out, right? Like for like the first year, like people weren't really going out. And so now I'm trying to find my community here as well, like the way you are. But you're right, it it is a slow process, and then sometimes. But then sometimes like you just meet badass people online and you're like, I'm oh, cool yeah. with that too. Like, right. I have you and I have, yeah. I mean, all of the soul sisters now, right. Like oh, we have yeah, our yeah. own like little WhatsApp chats. And then the, you know, like the Mujerista women, like I still keep in contact with them and that's none of us live in the same state even like not even in the same city. Like none of us live in the same state. And sometimes it's like, you know what? I get the nourishment and the love and the support that I need. So sometimes even though I don't have as many live community people that I would like to have here, I don't feel like I'm alone. Yeah. Oh, I have, I mean, I have, I've made some incredible, deep, deep connections and friendships online over the past two years, you know, and it is such a beautiful, like, pro I guess of social media because there's a lot of things that I mm. do not like about social media Absolutely. and technology but that is such a pro um of it because yeah like and you know for me you mm. mentioned sorry to keep bringing you back to retreat but you know you mentioned like I didn't know these women right I didn't know you until we met at the restaurant but we felt like we knew each other right it wasn't like a we knew each other we hadn't met but we knew yeah. each other it was like, how long can we embrace each other without making this weird? Yeah. Like that was the real question. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not letting go. Exactly. It was like, girl, I've known you for two years. Can we hug yeah. right in two minutes? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's really I just I think, you know, online can be a really great way to build a community and find, you know, and you have to keep searching until you find the right one. Um, that resonates with you, but you'll know. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Because just because like you show up to an event doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to click mm-hmm. with um, those people, even though you thought you were, or like, even like I've had this happen to me where like a friend's like, oh, you're going to get along with this group. Like I already know. So I go in open-minded, open heart, open soul. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, really like they're cool. They're dope people. I just, it's not there. So yeah. I, I like that, that you had mentioned that, that sometimes like it does take a while or it does take a process um and just to be open and that it's okay it's okay if it doesn't work out the first time or like the first few times um and then just circling it back to what you were saying like how you find your community is through commonality whether Mm -hmm. that's through the gym whether that's through a workspace whether that's through like the well-being space that you have at manifest house like just making sure that there's some type of connection that's that's awesome for our listeners to know Um, so in every episode, we ask our guests to recommend a book for our leaders. Can you give us a recommendation um, of a book for well-being? 
Yes. Um, I am the type, <laughs> very much the type of person who has like 20 books that I'm reading at once. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, for some reason, it's been really hard for me to finish books the last yeah. time. That's a whole nother topic. Um, I was going to say, we can definitely lean into that because I have a hard time finishing series on like of shows. Right. Oh, see, I have no problem with that. <laughs> like, I'm wondering if there's some commonality there of like, right. we're nervous about finishing. Hmm. That's a, yeah, we might need more time for that girl. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Right, right, right. Um, that's so funny. I actually, I saw something recently that really resonated with me and made me feel like so much relief. And it said, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of like, think about books that you're buying as not like on my to read list, but as almost as wine in the wine cellar. Right. So it's like, they're there, they're, they're, going to be ready for you when it's the right time in your life, the right season in your life for you to read that book. Oh, I'm obsessed. I'm like going to hang that up somewhere in my room. Now. Right. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I feel because, you know, when you say it's on the to read list, it's so much pressure of like, oh, I haven't read this yet. Right. So, but sometimes you're drawn to a book and you're like, I want to add this to the collection. I want to read it one day. You'll read it. One day. So yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh yes. Um, but okay. The book that I want to recommend is because this is the circling back. So this was a book that I actually read really quickly and I, and I feel like I haven't seen it talked about very much. So I always like to share it. So it's, it's the, it's by Alicia Keys. It's a book called more myself. Alicia Keys, more myself. Yep. I loved it. I mean, it was like a very, um, soulful read. And it's, you know, kind of like a mix of like her story and just like lessons she's learned throughout her life. And she's mm -hmm. a very spiritual woman. So I, I loved it. I loved, I love her. I love everything she does, but that book was a good one. It was a good read. I mean, Alicia Keys is bank. So mm -hmm. yes, I will, I will be adding that to my wine cellar, AK book collection. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm to I'm totally gonna like use that analogy now. Um, Angelie, thank you so much for your time mm -hmm. and sharing your expertise and resources on the Making Leaders Moves community. We really appreciate it and all that you do for Latinas and their general mental and spiritual well being. Um, what is coming up for you? How can our leaders follow up with you and keep up with you? Um, and then, yeah, if you want to talk about the manifest house portal being open. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So you can find me, um, on all platforms at manifest house underscore the end manifest house. And, um, our website is manifesthouse.com. Um, the best way to stay in touch is truly by adding yourself to our email list. Um, you know, social is not always going to show up on everybody's feed. So I always recommend just like jumping on the subscription list. And there's so much the algorithm. <laughs> you don't like the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there's like, so there's so much coming up. So there's definitely going to be more retreats, which I hope to be announcing soon. Um, and our membership portal, we only open four times a year. We're going to be opening up for the spring soon. And it is our virtual membership that you can join. 
Um, we also do workplace wellness. So whether you are a people leader or you are a manager of a team, or maybe you work in HR um, for companies of all shapes and sizes, we do offer private sessions and workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I have a journal, the Journey Home Journal. Do you have it on you? I Where's mine? I would love to um, show Yeah, I could go grab it. Yeah. It's like, okay, hold on one sec. I almost... So I, I actually... Um... Okay, well, this is good, Yovana. This is like a little sneak peek um, because the Journey Home Journal has been out for a while, but I'm actually launching a premium hardcover version. You're hearing it here first. Um, she's really pretty. Oh, beautiful. Yes. So it's this um, journal and every journal comes with a year's worth of journal prompts that are texted to you. So that's coming soon. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me and, and stay in touch with all the things. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, did you want to touch really, really fast on um, the different like browns and why you chose like the neutral colors? Because I remember I had oh. talked and one time you were like, you got that? I was like, of course I did. So what's funny is I still don't get that that uh, connection very often. You're one of the only people who has noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Yovana is referring to is the color scheme that I chose for our branding. And I intentionally chose um, a variety of different shades of brown that are different shades of melanin. And a lot of people don't put that connection together. But I, I actually started with when I was kind of like exploring color schemes, right, which for me is like the fun part, the Libra me. Um, I actually started with my skin tone. So I like remember putting like my skin tone from a picture of me. And then I started with that color oh. and then kind of like expanded from there, you know, either direction. And um, so that's what we're very like warm, neutral colors. But yeah, shade, different shades of melanin. I did not know that you started off with your skin tone. I like knew that it had to do with skin tones, but I didn't like, okay, now I'm just going to go cry after this. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like that's just so great it's so beautiful um again another reason why i love my libra sister um angeli hermana de la alma thank you again so much for sharing tu tiempo y tu knowledge um i will see you in sedona in a few weeks for our spiritual workation and i can't wait for it um, for all of those who have joined, thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to receive the gems of knowledge that were dropped in today's episode. Don't forget to leave us a review. Cinco estrellas, por favor. Um, and join the online community Making Leader Moves on Facebook as well as Instagram. If you do have a question, send me your questions to makingleadermoves at gmail.com. Gracias once again, and I will touch you on the next episodio. Muchos brazos, um, abrazos, besitos, y cariño familia. Chao. Chao.